everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the New Media Show. Of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. How are you doing, Rob? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be uh, doing a doing a call-in show. I like it with this uh, this show that we're doing midweek. So this is something new for us. Yeah, and uh, we're going to open it up here in a few moments to callers. I'm making a technical change here while we're we're talking. And of course, uh, the Mac is uh, giving me the little spin ball. I don't know why it does that sometimes. Because yeah, it's if a, you wanted to go ahead to use Skype to to join us, uh, just uh, Skype into GNC Pod Two, and that's GNC Pod the number two, and that'll that'll patch you into the lower screen that's behind Todd. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'm going to edit the lower third so we can actually show that. Oh, it is. It's already set up. Bada bing, bada boom. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. So there it is. That's how you call into the show. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, on the last show, if you haven't listened to the last episode, we uh, decided that we would do a midweek and just have an open chat with the uh, with podcasters and see what's happening with them, what's going on in your space, what's going on in your brain. And, um, uh, so we're really going to open this up today to anyone that wants to come in and, and chit chat with us. Don't even have to chat about podcasting. This can be really about any topic and, uh, we'll probably steer it towards, uh, podcasting in a certain way. But, um, anyway, I hope that, uh, you'll get your, if you haven't got Skype loaded, you got plenty of time to do so. But it's mid-afternoon, Robbie. You know what time it is? It's Red Bull time. Yeah, yeah, the, I'm the just new, drinking water. The so. new media show sponsored by, no, not Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just regular old water here, Todd. So, so I'm prepared. I have a, <clears throat> I have a bubbly, so yes. bubbly sparking water. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I have a bottle of one of my last few Nestle Pure Life's ready. Because everything else is sold out. Todd, uh, you should launch your own um, blueberry flavored soft drink called Blueberry. It'd be a perfect brand for a for a soft drink. <laughs> That's right. There probably is one already. <laughs> you know, there probably is. But right. there's been a little bit of news that has went on this week, and you were kind of commenting as the stream was starting to fire up um, yeah. about listenership being down and uh, streaming being down and downloads being up and some sort of uh, some sort of downloads are up downloads are up up. downloads are up but listening must be down somehow (laughs) i'm not quite sure how they're finding that out and spotify is down supposedly here's what we're seeing weekend listening is up Right, which and, makes sense. And weekday listening is about even. We can't really discern a drop. Really, it's a it's running pretty level compared to one month ago. If I look at one month ago numbers to a comparison, it's running pretty flat. There's some mm-hmm. shows that are down, some shows that are up. Right. So it kind of equals out. <laughs> so don't be shy. Karen, how you doing? Stephanie? 
Rita, Lou, you can feel free to Skype in. If you only want to come in via audio, that's fine as well. If you are having a, a pajama work day at home, that's, you know, audio's cool as well. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Lipson is showing a, a overall, and I've been talking about across the whole network, is, is off. It varies from contra- content genre to content genre, but it's it's off uh, like uh, around ten to eleven percent overall. Yeah, we're just not. Maybe we're not digging deep enough. We're not seeing it. Yeah, well, so, that's good. That's a good sign that you're not seeing it. Yeah, and uh, we talked to a few of our network partners, and of course, one of them is in a specific genre, so they're seeing yeah. a little bit of a. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on tech wise behind the scenes. I can't talk about. But there's outages right now in the internet. Some companies are down. Right. Big companies that are in the podcasting. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Let's see who it is. It's like an unboxing, Todd. It's Karen. Hey, Karen. How are you? Todd, you're on the on the screen. Yeah, I know, because she called in audio only. We don't hear her. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, there you go. We can hear you now. I the earphones out. Oh, okay. It's past nine o'clock here, Denmark. I can't hear you. You can't or cannot. Now I. Okay. Good. Oh, good. Good. We're getting a little bit of an echo. We hear it coming back from your speaker. I think so. So what I could do was put... No, can't. We'll have to live with that. Okay. I was, I was thinking about... I was, um, just today, I'm actually... Uh, right. I have Danish stuff. started in Denmark. Very smart called QI. And I'm in the line. One line. <laughs> uh, one thousand eight hundred people in front of me and online to try and get a, a, what do you call it, a, a supplement or um what you call it a compensation from the government. And um, I can um, I was thinking about this, I can tell you this day, um, but but um, I can uh, talk that my uh, income gone down 30%. I will get a, uh, a compensation from uh, my government. So, Karen, what is the compensation amount going to be? So if your income's down 30%, then will they make, will they make it up? They, I will get 70% up to 20000 Danish krona, which would be so that would be thousand left discount at three thousand divided let's say seven that's thirty three thousand five thousand dollars. Oh, I think maybe you got the calculations off a little bit, but that's quite is it quite a bit or not? It sounds like a lot. Yeah. See. I don't think my income went down so much. I have a laptop. 
Yeah, so you don't know if you're going to qualify for it here. Well, you know what they did here? They just uh, printed a bunch of money. They printed $6 trillion, and they are giving uh, every American that makes under 100, well, a married, a single person under 99,000, right. a married couple under 150,000 will get uh, 1200 and 2400 and then $500 for each kid. So we haven't figured out if it's pre-tax or post or, or I guess maybe it's what it is on your income after your deductions for last year. I guess that is what they're, so. Yeah, Yeah, same uh, last year. Compare from when we had a lockdown until uh, 1st of June. So that time period you have to compare with last year's period and then you have but you can also you buy now um, because fine. Yeah, so I understand. So I know that yeah. you're on your wire. If your volume is a little bit low, but um, I know that you're on a air gap there. You're just talking into the computer microphone versus yeah. your, your wireless. But um, yeah, so not all countries are doing that though. You know, I think some countries right. are, but just think about. All these countries that are not in the same economic status that people are just, you know, it's six, seven, eight weeks of no income is going to be incredibly devastating. Even, you know, it's going to be bad enough here in the United States and there in Denmark, but it's some of these other countries, it's going to be devastating because people, they are not going to get a handout from the government and the government's not going to do anything. So and a large number of people live paycheck to paycheck. They don't yeah. um, have savings. Let no. me try to turn her up a little bit, Rob. I can maybe do something on my end. I'll let you keep talking. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know if uh, if that money that we're getting from the federal government is going to be um, tax-free or if we're going to have to pay taxes on. I know typical you know, unemployment checks are usually pre-tax, so you wind up having to pay tax on that income. Even even from the government afterwards, so that may be what happens here, um, but I'm not I'm not sure on that. So I would think that if you're getting unemployment insurance here, at least in the U.S., um, you you're going to have to pay taxes on that income. Yeah, we have uh, definitely we have uh, employment and we have uh, social welfare. We have uh, pension <coughs> pensions get, mm-hmm. uh, from the government. So we are and we have. Totally uh, full health care. We don't have to pay anything to go to the hospital at all. But but I was just thinking this is important because I was I, I just thought I would call in and talk to you about this because um, you were talking about listeners going listener numbers are going down for podcasters and it's, it's just does that mean that a lot of podcasters are losing income? Are they losing uh, uh, money? Because of this, or well, for me, podcasting is not a big uh, income for a lot of people. But um, but maybe it's a little bit of all that. It's a little people. bit of all that, Karen. I, I I don't think a lot of uh, big podcasters are actually losing that much money because the numbers are off fairly small. Um, so I don't think it's a huge hit on the podcasting space quite yet. I mean, from what we're seeing, and Todd, you confirm this too. We're seeing, as far as on the hosting platforms, we're we're seeing more people sign up. 
Um, so people are starting to create content um, online more more than they were before. Yeah, and, and you know, I probably am not at liberty completely to say, but I would say sales are up double digits, medium double digits. So people that's coming in and creating content and we, we, you know, we saw this in 2008 as well. So this does not come as a surprise. I told, you know, everyone was freaking out. And I said, the last time we saw a major, a major hit, the, the number of podcasters increased dramatically because, well, people were laid off. They had, they want to try and these, these numbers may not stay. Right. People might. I think that's the key takeaway, Todd, is that depending on what happens to the economy, um, just generally, and this is, this is a global phenomenon, I think, um, we may see that those numbers type to tail off again. People cancel their subscriptions and things like that as things get tight. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I think, Karen, from your perspective, you know, you've kind of got a situation where you're in a digital media business. So maybe, you know, we signed a contract last week with a new company and they, you know, they were thrilled. It was something we had already pre-planned. We didn't change anything up. We brought a new company on doing some work for us and it was a significant amount. And I, you know, for our perspective was, is that, you know, our, our business wasn't being hurt financially. We, all our employees are still working. The ability to, um, you know, time where probably people are canceling contracts right and left, the company that we brought on to do some work, you know, they, they were ready to rock and roll and go too. And they were a digital firm as well. So that's not like they have to be in the office. Is she still there? Oh, we lost her. She's oh, gone. she dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Karen, I guess going back to podcasters from a point of losing money, um, you know, I, I 90% of podcasters here in the United States don't monetize or 95%. So it's purely being talked about at this point as a, how much of, um, uh, for better words, how much of a, what's the word I want to use here? Um, just pure, you know, is the audience not tuned in because their routine has been disrupted. Yeah. But with and, we go ahead, Rob. And, and people are adjusting on their, their routines. You know, I mean, a lot of people I, I'm sure miss their podcasts and they, they will figure out a way to fit it into their schedules going forward. I, I believe to get back to a little bit more of a normal routine, but if, if they're not commuting anymore, there's probably a little less opportunity for them. If they got kids at home and, and they have other responsibilities. Maybe they're under pressure from a variety of other areas, financial or otherwise. They, they, maybe people have a hard time concentrating right now on being able to take time out to listen to podcasts. So that could account for a certain percentage of the drop. Well, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a big percentage because, you know, every conference call I've done, I did, I mean, I had a meeting this morning with a, I mean, major, 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 major company. And right. There was six or seven people on the call. Everyone was at their homes and, you know, people kept apologizing about their kids running around. We're like, don't worry about it. This is, this is the new normal. And, um, and you know, they were, and I told, when we started the meeting off, I basically said, Hey, every, or this is the way it is going to be. Um, don't be embarrassed. If your kids are running around, your kids want to sit in your lap, bring them in. It's fine. You right. know, make them part of the conversation if we have to. We just continue to work. And 
I'm not getting hung up. I'm, you know, people were, some people were embarrassed and I was just like, don't be embarrassed. This is, right. this is okay. You know, so. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, this isn't a time to be worried about things like that. So people are just doing w- what they can to make things work. So I agree with you, Todd. So uh, someone's trying to call in. Let me see if they've been authorized. Maybe that's what it is. It's not let people in. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, because if they're new, they need to be approved, right? So, right. Yeah, I'm going to restart Skype. Okay. But yeah, there was a report that came out on Chartable. It was listed on Pod News that was talking about um, how Netflix and YouTube are um, streaming is going way up, and there's you know they're reaching their limit on bandwidth and game streaming and things like that are way up but spotify music uh has gone down uh todd and i were talking about a little bit before that i don't believe that netflix or or youtube are uh, having any issues at all because i know google basically owns a lot of fiber at least in the u.s right so they actually control access to what they're doing at a level that most other companies aren't yeah they can turn fiber on and matter of fact google said they you know, the guy kind of almost jokingly, you know, Google is up to this challenge and we don't have a problem, you know. Right, I'm sure. <laughs> there's still a lot of dark fiber out there, Todd. That's that right. That means that there's, there's capacity that has yet to be lit up. And we may be seeing some of that dark fiber starting to get lit up. And I know that's not a term that pe- people commonly hear, but um, there was a lot of uh, fiber infrastructure that was built that, that, that was built just in case traffic doubled or tripled and i believe that's probably what we're starting to see happen right now so the lines are open rita if you want to try again i did approve you you should be able to call in now <coughs> i'll keep an eye on that when people are have to change their default permissions on that but gnc pod too if you want to try to call in the uh you know i think too rob is that you know i i've been pretty productive this week um i've had enough stuff to break things up where for example, yesterday I did, um, I created a video. My local chamber of commerce asked me to create a, a video about what we provide here to make available if companies needed to do national media spots and that kind of stuff I'd have. They could come here and, uh, and do that national spot. And, you know, I worked out the ground rules with them. And so basically I made a, a minute, about a nine minute video yesterday, kind of laying out what we do, how it works how to contact me, all that stuff. So I, you know, I had something during the day where I actually made some content in here of the studio and then. Is Karen, is that Karen again? Oh, oh, Rita. Hi Hi, there. Hi Rita. How are you? Oh, just fine. How's life treating you? Long time. No talk. Uh, Yeah, really. It's this, um, he says, life treat me fine. He says, of course, one thing is I'm retired now, so uh, that that's not a problem that I tend to have either. So, says, so you've been following the podcasting space for many, 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 many years, and I don't remember. Did you ever create content? Actually, I did create content on Talk To, uh, where I did kind of a trivia podcast years ago. He says, and that's something that, uh, it's still out there. 
pricing and didn't get any money for it. But hey, it says I've done it. At least right. I can say it. So from your perspective, I know you followed my show and others from, you know, the beginning of time. I kind of wonder what your perspective is on the podcasting space as says, being listening all these years. Well, as someone who's been listening for all these years, if I find it kind of interesting to see how it kind of morphed, it says how it expanded, it says, and I, I see, see uh, a lot of, a lot of differences. I have my phone on still, hey, but uh, it's turned it down because I can still hear it over the headset. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that always causes confusion. Yeah, <laughs> I says, fortunately, it was so turned down so low. All I can just hear the mumbling of it. So this is uh, that this is more more of a annoyance was uh, distracting. But uh, it says it is. It's been there. It says, um, I mean. Because I mean, I started following you guys. You were st- you were still in Navy on Ford Island. That's all. Oh, so that was play. like in the er- well, that was in the really early days. That was like you know episode up to maybe episode one hundred or so. Yeah. yeah. This is, but uh, this is, this is. I started following you because I enjoyed your content. This is, which is why I still follow you because I still enjoy your content. It's as long as you have good content out there, that's not the problem. It's when people who don't have a good content, don't have anything to say, there's where the problems tend to lie. Tend to lie. And it is something that, uh, and so some people think, oh, we'll start a podcast. I wonder why it fails. Because it says, you may be interested, how well can you tell this? Right. That's always the case, too, is. I always tell people that are getting ready to create a show, can you really talk about this for two years? You know, do you have the, do you have the depth to talk about it? You know, this show is easy. You know, there's new news every week. And same thing with Geek News Central. I don't have to worry about stretching. There's always something I'm going to be able to pivot to. So I think a lot of shows that are in these genres where they have to have a business interview or they have to have some expert or whatever it is, those shows oftentimes uh, have a lot of, a lot more challenges and be able to just you know keep the content rolling in where the you know this this mm-hmm. these the shows that we do are just like we show up and what's happened in the last two or three days so oh, i know with, with you guys it's that way but uh, yeah but you but you get a, a show where they're demonstrating a product or something you better know that product because you're not gonna last yeah so how's uh you know where in the country are you at I'm in the Los Angeles area, Redondo Beach. So you've been locked down as long as we have for two weeks. Uh, a little bit longer. I, I says uh, I went up the Bay Area on the 19th because I had to had to make a trip up to see my in-laws to pick up a car, and I drove that back the same day. This is I have yet to register car because the DMV's <laughs> been locked out. Well, uh, I think they'll give you a pass on that uh, 10 day registration requirement or whatever it is. So I think it's you're ten, it's 10 days here <laughs> in California. <laughs> and I says, well, this is I, you have to make a reservation and you can't make a reservation. Right. One thing, one thing that's interesting though, is California, according to at least the press conference I saw yesterday was that you guys are beating the curve by quite a bit compared to other folks. So maybe that extra 
week of lockdown before things went too bad is going to spare California from really being, you mm-hmm. know, as bad as it could have been, or at least oh, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, yeah I think says, a week uh, earlier could make a huge difference. I agree. Oh, yeah. It says, but I think it kind of hit the barrier a little bit first. Of course, it hit Washington really before it sure. hit, before it hit it, um, California. So uh, the Seattle area is, you know, they're, they're probably going to reach theirs, their peak a little bit early. Yeah. And right. it says, it's interesting that you look at, it says New York. New York's got a problem because they're going to be running out of, uh, run, run out of bed space and they're, they, they got to do something. Well, you know, there was a article I read a couple of days ago where France is taking, they've dedicated a train, one of their, you know, they have a great national train system there. And uh, they, they've designated a train to move patients to the outer lying parts of the country to basically relieve the stress on Paris and be able to have beds in some of the outer lying areas. So I'm just wondering why. And maybe this is happening. We just don't know. Why doesn't New York start doing some of that where they're pushing them out, pushing these patients out that need to be ventilated. But I was kind of shocked today. The Como said that 20% of people that go on a ventilator is not coming off alive. And, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah. If you stay on those too long, you, your body gets dependent on them. Well, my daughter, my, not my daughter, my niece who in uh, 14 years ago was with my dad when my dad died in from an automobile accident, she was incubated for, um, almost three months. It was, I don't think it was the kind of incubation that they had. She could, you know, that there's two different kinds It's contained and this anyway. So long story short, um, she survived, but her, her vocal cords were forever damaged. So she's, when she speaks, she's, she's like 25% volume. She mm. just can't vocalize real because it did so much damage that you can hear, her, but she's, you, you, if there's a party going on, you're not going to hear. Her. And, uh, so that's another thing too. These people who are staying incubated too long. They're, they, they face these issues just like that of having vocal cord throat damage. Oh, right. I- exactly. It says, I don't, by matter of fact, I don't see YouTube guys on, on my screen. But uh, it says I, I suggest see myself your Geek News podcast. In case you know oh yeah, the video's not feeding back. It's weird. So well, anyway, Rita, thanks for calling in and uh, keep on listening and keep us you know keep us up to date. What's going on? We appreciate it. Yeah, sure, no problem. Great. Yeah, thank and th- thanks for having calling. Yeah, and I think it's going to be good. So yeah, okay. Rob, this whole you know that's what happened in in Italy is that they ran out of beds. Right. And it's likely going to happen in all the big cities, I I, I would imagine. Because we're just not prepared for something at this scale. It's yeah. just really, yeah, we're just not. You know, I don't think any country is at this point, but, you know, that can all be debated and horse jockeyed later. But it it is a wake-up call, I think, for many countries. and But I think that... Uh, yeah, I just I just wonder what's going to happen in the third world. You know, not it's going to be bad here, bad in Italy, and yeah. Italy's not a third world country by any means. Right. So, you know, what's really going to happen in in some of these these other areas where there's this you know divide between the rich and poor? 
and is going to get stretched further, right? Yeah, because a rich will and, be protected and the poor will not. Well, that and plus, I think we're our society is being fundamentally changed right now in our social social dynamic as well. I mean, is there going to be as much trust in um, in this situation until there's a vaccine? And oh, I saw yeah. on, on, <laughs> on yeah, I saw on CNN today that the soonest we can really expect a vaccine is in not until 2021. So, you know, that's a long time to be living I, with this thing running around. I have faith that they're going to shave some time on this. And I think there's going to be opt-ins. I think what will happen sure. is they're going to say, okay, sign this waiver. <laughs> Take risk. Take right? a risk that you can take this vaccine because it hasn't been fully vetted. And I think people will be like, fire me up. You know, I, it's in a, it's, so it's going to bring up a whole new conversation. So, but you know, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens over time. So yeah, the call in line is open. We can talk about any topic. Podcasting obviously is, is one of the things we do want to talk about. So feel free to come in if you want, uh, join the conversation. Don't worry if you're only audio only, that's fine as well. You don't have to fire up the video. If you're sitting at home still in your pajamas at three o'clock Eastern, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> well, and Todd, let's also talk about what's going on in the world of uh, live streaming and the conference oh, call platforms yeah. and things like that. That's, that's, this is a hot time for, uh, you know, a lot of people are making shifts. I mean, I even saw, and you, you saw it too, Howard Stern, you know, yeah, like, like, like we talked about, I saw his, his recent episode today, he's doing it from his basement. <laughs> well, he lives in Manhattan he's, in a high rise. So was it really his basement? Oh, I don't know about that. It just looked like a basement, <laughs> right? So, so it was more like, you know, you're here, this guy that, that, that railed against podcasting for all these years saying it was amateur hour. Guess who looks like a, like a low low on the totem pole podcaster right now, Howard Stern. Right. But is, he know? is sounding much better. They've got, well, he's got a decent <laughs> microphone, right? They brought in a new system. So he was sounding much better on Monday, but, uh, he, he was complaining that it was really hard to get set up. Todd. Oh, I saw. poor baby, poor baby. <laughs> he said he actually had a guy that did the install. They forced him to be in a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I don't know if that was true or just, you know, it's probably true theater, but, um, Anyway, funny. So yeah, let us, well, we, you know, we can do that here. We can talk a little bit and we haven't really done this a lot. Talked about what we've, how the setups are. So maybe we can walk through a little bit. We can talk about this setup first. Right. And then we can talk about, and Mike Dell and I did a quick and dirty on how to Skype, uh, how to do um, a podcast recording with Skype or Zoom. I personally prefer Skype. Um, Zoom is, you know, is is decent as well. But mm-hmm. this system is the uh, expensive man's version of doing Skype. Right. right. The system Rob's on and the system below Rob, it, those are two separate Mac Minis on their own Skype channels. So, and I've got it wired through a mixer using Mix Minus, which seems to work most of the time, but. It can have, you know, it's it's not without its quirks once in a while, but um, technically we can hear each other, no problem. And, uh, but I've, you know, I've this, there's extensive wiring to make that happen. And I just added a Skype machine to the demo studio 
that runs on the channel you're on, Rob. So I can't run three at once. I probably could if I signed up for another Skype account. I could bring someone in remotely over right. there, even though we wouldn't be able to see him on the monitor unless I flipped him in. But the um, right. it it really is kind of a complicated setup. But it doesn't have to be complicated because you can take as an example if you're just doing a two person interview. If you're if it's just you and someone else, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Skype. Doesn't matter if it's Zoom. Um, it could be uh, StreamYard too. Could be StreamYard. Well, if you want to get a recording from those applications, Zoom with the free version will let you do one person right. meeting and be able to record for 45 minutes without paying. Right. If you have more than two people, let's say you bring two people into a Zoom conversation, you can then you have to pay for the license, which is about 120 bucks a year, something like that. Um, then you can get a right. longer recording, get both the audio and the video recorded right. on zoom now skype has allowed you to record within the app for a long long time for free for free right and you can have now in this instance you we just you and me i could set that machine up to record skype on that machine i've right. got it wired up so that it's going into a separate recorder here but if it's just you with the usb mic into your computer you get a Skype conversation set up with whoever you're interviewing. You can see them, have them be on a wired machine. Number one, don't let them run on Wi-Fi. If you can ask them to be on a basically plugged into the router, if that's possible, uh, do that. Um, you know, that may not be possible in some homes because some people haven't wired their homes to be wired. The router's in the back closet and the computer's out in another room. Right. So maybe it's not possible, but if this is a regular co-host have them buy a hundred foot land cable and run it through the house for the, for the show only, and then roll it back up at the end of the show because a wired connection, no matter what on zoom or Skype is really key. Wi-Fi just seems never to hold the connection that well. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're obviously. Oh, I got somebody calling. <clears throat> Though, Todd, I would say that, that uh, depending on the speed of your connection off of your router and the, the location of your, of your Wi-Fi in your house, it can work pretty well just over it, Wi-Fi. It can, but you got to have right. a really, really good connection. So we welcome right. Mr. Mike Dell. Mike, welcome. Well, we don't hear you yet. No, you're switched Oops, wrong. There we go. There you go. Switch allergy. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, this stuff's hard, Todd. It is. And I think I'm still <laughs> too low on audio. I, I've cranked everything up. I think I need to turn the pot a little more. Why don't you and Rob talk, and I'll try turning the pot another notch. You sound fine here. I don't know how I sound there, but uh, anyway, how you doing, Rob? Hey, so, Mike, I'm, I'm doing great. So what are you seeing out in the podcasting space? I know you talk to a lot of podcasters all, all the time. So what's, what's going on out there? What's your you know, ear to the ground telling you? Well, I, I don't know about listeners, but uh, definitely podcasters, podcasters are more busy. Yep. So, getting you know, getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, interaction and support for sure, and uh, it just seems like a lot of people are starting podcasts. Yeah, uh, because they you know got some extra time and they're not commuting. Right. That's the uh, that's kind of what I'm I'm seeing anyway, and uh, but yeah. Who knows? And as far as listeners, there's certain podcasts that are up and certain ones that are down. I, you know, I don't have any hard numbers or anything, but uh, I know my personal shows are actually up 
in the mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah, and Todd, have you noticed uh, what's going on with this show uh, as well? It'd be great to hear if we saw an increase or decrease or anything like that. I'll have to look. And by the way, I do want to say happy birthday to you too, Rich. Did you guys know it's my birthday today? It's really, (laughs) well, it's the Navy Chief's birthday. Uh, The Navy Chief's was formed on April 1st. So go Navy. Happy birthday to all my brother and all of my Navy Chiefs out there. Oh, very good. So, Todd, uh, speaking of that, I yeah, I heard about the aircraft carrier that's out there that's got got the COVID on it. Yeah, and not What's good. your thoughts on how scary that is for the military? Well, you know, when you're when you're on a ship, and 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 I'll be be the first to uh, just make a disclaimer here. I was a 25 year P three guy, so I flew by the ships. I took a tour on a couple of ships. I was I I did do a tour on a destroyer and a, a tour on an aircraft carrier, but I was never ever uh, on on, on, a a, on a ship. <laughs> okay, See, I, I was in the air force. We did an exchange with the Forrestal when it was still the training carrier. So I actually spent a whole week on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> well, you got more time to see than I do. So anyway, um, the but these guys are in tight quarters. You know, they they literally live on top of one another and. Right. Uh, you know, in, 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 depending on where you are in your rank, the lower the, you know, usually the E1 to E6, they have maybe, you know, on an aircraft carrier, that could be 30, 40 guys in a billeting area that, you know, you're, you've, you've seen the pictures of those, what they call them coffins, you know, right. they got a little room, they got a little privacy screen, you know, they really, there's not, a, you know, you, you're in there, you, you know, everyone's, uh, habits. Uh, you, you know who the snorer is. You know who the nasty farter is. You you really know everybody, right? They and, stack them like three deep, in there, r- two right? At least. And then, of course, then when you get a little higher rank, maybe you get a little more space. It all depends. Again, done on the ship and officer and staterooms. But if they're a junior officer, they still share a stateroom. So, and you know, in some of the passageways, you're turning sideways to let people go by. It really depends, right. and you know, the guys that are working out on the flight deck, maybe they're less exposed, obviously, but they still have to come in and get their gear and right. these air- and, and eat and eat in the cafeterias. Right. And, and I there's 5,000 people in five acres. So basically. a space, you know, space is tight. So, right. you know, it's, it's, if you get a guy that's sick and he's wiping his nose and all he has to do is lay hands on something. Right. And someone will, you know, enough people walk by that or, we go to general quarters and they, they cog everything down and you are essentially in a, you got air moving, but it's, you know, it's coming in and you, what little air condition you're going to get. And you're still with cooped up with 10, 15 people. It's just the same exact reason why the, the, um, the ships, the cruise ships are having so much trouble. It's the same exact phenomena. So, yeah, yeah, they're they're in trouble. They really, really are. But now the good thing is, probably about the oldest person on that ship will be the boss. You know, the the CEO, the XO. But they still might only be in their early early forties, right? Thirties. So yeah. you know, I I did twenty five years. So maybe the person the person that's on there that's oldest is maybe maybe fifty. So the, but the majority of the crew is, you know, 18 to 35. 
So it's going to be a very healthy, you know, well, not healthy, but, you know, these guys work out. The Navy used to be, you know, no one used to work out in the Navy. You know, right. worked out. We ran to the beer tent, right? Um, so oh, oh, it's true. I remember doing a PT exam in the early 80s where we ran our mile and a half run. And at the end of the thing, there was tubs and tubs full of beer and, and barbecue to eat. So, right. See, in the Air Force, we used to have to do PT three days a week, uh, organized. And uh, that started, <laughs> that started you know, towards the end of my career. Yeah. So, you know, that's not necessarily the case anymore. So anyway, I think what we've, what we're, you know, it, it's a bad situation for him. It really is. Let's see if I can get this loaded. Let me go. There's the new media show. And podcast <clears throat> statistics. Oh, yes. We're doing very, very well. Uh, the new show's only been out a few days, but we had on the 21st about 14,000 that tuned in. Uh, the biggest one lately was February 28th with 16,000. Um, the show that we just just released on the thirtieth is almost uh, ninety two fifty or something like that. So um, let me let me look at the video version of this show. New media show video. Let's see how many extra people watch the video. Uh, March. Let me go to March. Yeah, that's much, 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 much lower. So six, seven hundred watch the the video version. Not that many watch the video version. No, so, I would imagine. Yeah, is that a that's a downloadable version of the video, right? Yeah. And it's you right. know, that's a massive file. I did want to get back to talking about the setting up of doing Skype as an individual. Right. You know, if you've got a USB mic and a computer, just, you know, plug that in and go into Skype and set up the microphone to be your mic device. And you can use earbuds and set that up as your speaker. Right. And then again, having that person on the other end wired. And then even if they use an earbud microphone, really, you're going to get pretty good quality. It's not maybe going to be as good as being in person, but you'll be able to record right in Skype. Same thing with the. Yeah. Uh, it's the same as this, right? And yeah. I mean, like an Apple, Apple, you know, earpods or whatever, they have the same kind of sound quality and they're actually pretty good. Um, but I mean, really, I agree, Todd, it's just simple as getting a USB microphone and like maybe getting a Logitech 920 web camera and you can do, you can record in Skype, um, two, you know, two person podcast, um, the thing about Skype is you can't go live. It's only a recording right, scenario. Right, 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 right. So I think that that's the key thing to keep in mind between, let's say, a, um, a um, StreamYard or um, a, um, a Zoom, whatever. Zoom can go live, as far as I understand. And on Skype, just make sure that you turn off that auto leveling thing and set the audio once, because uh, that thing will ride up and ride down, and uh, that can cause quality issues. So just right. to, to add to the trivia, um, and if, if we, if we have any Navy guys in the, uh, in the audience, don't Google what year, what year was the Navy chief established? What, what year was that rate? And, uh, 
and I'll give you about two minutes, but don't cheat. Don't <gasps> Google. <laughs> hey, well, Hey, I got, I got work to do. Otherwise my boss is going to get mad. At oh, me that's here, kind so. of funny. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming on Mike. So, Hey, by the way, what's from a tech support standpoint, because you're running the front lines, what are you seeing coming in from podcasters that are calling in and talking to you? A lot of it is uh, just how to get started. Uh, you know, people that have not really thought about getting into podcasting are now getting into it. And, uh, it, you know, it's just a basic push to get them in the right direction. But, uh, that's the, the main thing we get is, you know, I just signed up for an account. What do I do now? And, uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty good as far as being busy, but <laughs> that's what I, that's what I've seen mostly is just, uh, you know, newbies. And, uh, that's a great thing. It is. And, uh, I think that, um, you know, we, we've talked about this quite a bit on the show already, Rob, the number of people that really kind of at this point need a little more handholding than, than normal. Definitely more handholding, you know, uh, and once they get the hang of it, it's not a big deal. It's just, uh, you know, they, they've not even thought about doing podcasts before now and, and now they are. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll uh, let somebody else call in. All right, Mike. Thanks. So April 1st, 1893 is the, the establishment of the Navy Chiefs. And just from a, so that you guys don't understand, what the hell is he talking about? Is that in the U.S. Navy, the, the basically E1 to E6, and then when you make E7 or make chief, you uh, traditionally go through transition period. There's uh, quite uh, been a lot of controversy over the years of the uh, used to call it initiation. Now it's called a transition. And, um, but when I went through initiation, it was uh, very interesting. Um, I cannot go divulge what happened, but it's a transition period to be basically where you stop wearing the traditional E1D6 uniform and be able to wear khakis as a senior enlisted. And senior enlisted in the Navy is considered E7, E8, and the E9. It's kind of the mm -hmm. same way um, in most of the services. Um, and we often tease each other that uh, if you're an even or an odd number, um, I end up retiring as an even. So that makes everyone else a little bit odd. So E7s and E9s were odds, and I was an 8. And uh, so that was, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's fun. So some people that are in the know know what I'm talking about. Right. But it's, right. it was kind of amazing, Rob, from wearing a traditional, you know, junior enlisted uniform and then changing one day, just changing the uniform from one minute to the next. The, it was just like a whole new world opened up. And instead of coming up to a counter and waiting to someone acknowledge you, you'd walk up to a counter and almost immediately be greeted, say, and this is the thing that most folks that are in the military, just when you are in the Navy and you make chief, you're, you don't no longer have a name. It's like, Hey chief, Hey chief, uh, Hey I chief, see. Hey chief. Instead of leadership, instead of Cochran, what do you want? Right. <laughs> what can I help you with Cochran? That's yeah. right. Oh, someone's calling. I'm going to have to, Oh, oh salesperson, like salesperson's calling. Yeah. You disappeared off the screen. Cause the, it's set up to, uh, you'll come back here in a second. Yeah, because I'm still there. Yeah. Yeah. And let me put this on, uh, 
airplane mode so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, that's, yeah, you don't want to know about trivia. But anyway, Skype, call into GNC Pod 2 if you feel like you'd like to call in and say hello and talk about what's happening with you, with your show, what's going on with uh, your production during COVID-19 or coronavirus or whatever we want to call this thing. Yeah, and uh, you can also call in on your mobile phone too. That's right. Most of the phones have have Skype built into them as well, so yep, that can be a fun way to do it. You know, one thing Rob, I found it was interesting was that I was reading some news in Asia, and they have a, I think it's probably a slur, but most people in Asia are calling COVID nineteen something else. Really? Yeah, they're not calling it COVID-19 or coronavirus. I almost don't even want to say it on the show, but in many parts of Asia, they're calling it, uh, I'll just spell it, C-H-I-N-K. So they're calling it, well, they're calling it chink. What? Yeah, and it's that's how it's being referred to in many places in Asia, and I don't think it's in any way positive. I think it's pretty much... It, it's yeah, it's not positive. And I would advise no one in the rest of the world use that. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. Please don't use that term. Yes. <laughs> that probably would not end well for your. You know, so I just like you know you just because you wonder what's going on in other parts of the planet and how it's kind of kept seeing this reference i'm like what and i thought is this an acronym or oh no it is just absolute bias so i i thought whoa (laughs) so well todd i was on the um on another podcast academy board meeting this morning oh so can you say what happened no i i can't say a whole lot i mean other than just um that the 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 group is more formalized and it's bored and, and they're, they're still thinking about, you know, what they're going to do next and organizing and trying to pull, pull a strategy together. But I did get asked to be on the board. So on the board of governors and I, I accepted. So. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see how that gets worked out, but yeah. Well, interesting. So you're going to be one of the indie podcast representatives congratulations not that you have enough to do already well that's true yeah it's always good to be on the inside just uh you know and to also you know be always cognizant of the of the representation of the broader podcasting space as well which is also represented on the board as well so you know i think they're trying to get their sea legs they're trying to figure out you know how to react to this changing situation the changing climate of what's going on in the podcasting space right now mm-hmm. um and how to react to it and i think the the bottom line of what we came back to is that we just need to focus on um the core things like what are we going to do around membership what are we going to do around planning for the the awards event what are we going to do around the the um the educational side if there's an educational component do we get involved in anything around messaging around the, what's happening in the world as it relates to podcasting. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of issues. So we're going to meet once a month and, and hopefully come up with a, a, a plan to make it look like the, the organization is moving forward. So that's the, that's the plan right now, even though it's a very uncertain 
time, even in the podcasting space right now, Todd. And I don't know if you want to talk about that much, but um, it, it's hard to know what's going to happen with the podcasting space as you think about, you know, there's so much up in the air right now. Well, you know, we're definitely in a, I was talking to Barry about this from, uh, you know, obviously we've seen this little burst in sales right? and, you know, I'm like, you know, what does this mean month two? Right. Well, shows that are, you know, you know, what do you, what happens when it's rent and food and right. where does the podcast go? So I think we're going to be quite, um, flexible with podcasters. Uh, yep. You know, as other companies are, so uh, I I think we'll watch and see. I think we'll know more in another month. You know what the fallout's going to be, and if we're going to lose shows, but there's no sign of that at this point. Um, I've been watching cancellations, and you know, I actually even told the team, I says, uh, you know, scrutinize every cancellation, and you know, right. if it, we need to, you know, make sure that uh, podcasters know we're we're here for them. Right, and to give people extra grace time um, on their accounts and stuff. I, I don't think anybody in the space wants to wants to shut down the momentum of this just because th there's a little bit of short-term financial hardship. Um, but it's hard to say, Todd. This could be a longer-term financial issue, and it's, it's just hard to know. It depends on how long it lasts, right? And right now, it's looking like it's going to last quite a while. I think the what the administration here in the U.S. is talking about things not getting a whole lot better until what sometime in July or in that time frame. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, because there's going to be different waves of peaking that's going to happen around the country, and actually, it's happening around the world too. You know, there's various countries around the world that haven't peaked as well. Though I, I say we're starting to see a peak happen in, you know, in China and Italy. I think is peaking right now. Yep. And, and starting to come down, but just cause it's starting to come down doesn't mean there's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, we're, um, well, Angelo is, as I'm talking, I'm looking in a Slack channel and he's, uh, pumping out some of the queries that I have asked him to do for, uh, for stats. And I'm not going to be at liberty to say this, but the picture, I, I don't know. I'm, I'll just say this. We are not seeing. There, there is definitely categories of podcasting being impacted, but, um, right. and our breadth of look, um, I don't think listenership is, is down. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I don't think so. so. So your chances are your composition of shows isn't getting impacted as much as maybe the composition on other platforms. Cause, cause I think each of our platforms tends to cater to certain genres of content more than others. I think, you know, I know that's the case when I looked at the, 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 the top ranked genres when I was with Spreaker and then looked at it with Lipson and whatever it, it, there's a different composition of shows that exists on those platforms. Right. And I think that has a direct correlation to, um, you know, the impact of an event like this. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, let me, let me hear. It's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Again. So I'll just say this religion shows way up. Sports shows way down. 
Um, right. There's not much sports going on right now. No, sports are, sports are nosediving. Religion is way up and it kind of makes sense. So. Yeah. Well, now, now Charitable posted a, uh, a, a graph on that article that I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. And it does show um, by category what the trend line has been. And it, and it does look like um, on here religion. It, they're showing if I'm seeing the colors right. It's all colored. <laughs> they they're showing that um, that it looks like religion and spirituality on Spotify has dropped quite a bit. Well, overall in Spotify, I think Spotify dropped overall. Yeah, and I I know that there's been talk that they actually um, went down as a as a platform yeah I, of, I, they that i we're seeing that too on spotify seeing a drop on spotify right huh but it it looks like that the shows that are maintaining their audience are having a less of a drop are arts business comedy and education oh i can definitely follow that i think that's true yeah. If not having a little uptick. Right. I, I'm, I know you guys are showing a down, downtrend, but I, I think at this point, what I'm seeing is steady as she goes. I'll just leave it at that. Well, that's good, Todd, because it, based on what I'm seeing a- across other platforms, it's, that's not necessarily the case. But at the same time, too, a large percentage of our shows are folks that have a vested interest in making sure that their shows, are being published and they're reaching their audiences because it's, you know, we've got a lot of vested stakeholders with their own websites and brands Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, right. And we have fewer that just do, you know, general, you know, just a fun show for, you know, we have those don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but a lot, you know, we have, so what you're saying is that a lot of your shows are mapped, uh, more to, to a website type of experience, which, <clears throat> I heard that that national public radio numbers are like up three times. Oh, that's interesting. Um, no, I don't count so, me as one of those listeners. So no, I know, but <laughs> but I think you know, in times like this, people are looking for new sources, right? Right. right. Um, and NPR is certainly one of those. But I, I, I'm also hearing that a lot of shows that. Um, are like linked up with live audiences uh, are, are really struggling to be able to figure out how to produce their programs. You know, oh, like, uh, 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 wait, wait, don't tell me things like that. Those type of programs that are typically live productions, just like on this show, we're yeah. not going to be doing anything on a live stage anytime soon. But we don't count that as part of our bread and butter. It's not, <clears throat> that's just a special thing we do once in a while. Right. It's, it's a way to connect with audiences at a deeper level. Yeah. Well, one so. thing that I am seeing is, is, uh, and this is across YouTube, Facebook, and now we're seeing on Spotify is Spotify is, uh, and I don't know if it's a bot or if it's a human, but they are taking mm-hmm. no prisoners when it comes to COVID-19 type of stories. And if you have something, you know, the only thing I got, to, I've asked for a comment from Spotify I sent it yesterday, um, 
sent an example of a takedown and said, what triggered this? And right. what, what are your guidelines that's being used? But if you have, as an example, because I can say this and it's not going to get flagged, but I wouldn't ever write this anywhere. So as an example, if you put in your title, will vitamin C help prevent COVID-19? Right. That's probably not a wise title for your show. If you said, will vitamin C help you from getting sick? If generally people that are taking vitamins generally have a little higher immunity level. <laughs> Right. So that's the idea. Anyway, that's right? the idea. And I, again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't claim to be a doctor and I'm not planning to give medical advice. Let's be clear. But using the words, well, vitamin C help you prevent getting COVID-19 basically got a flag. I got a show remove from Spotify, remove, kicked out, excommunicated, gone. So I'm just saying be thoughtful because I don't know if it was if the trigger came from someone reporting it or if the trigger came from a bot or a human, but make sure you're staying within CDC guidelines or if you're outside the United States of who or whoever you follow, make sure that you're not making claims or suggested treatments or prevention that could give someone some idea that if they take vitamin C, they're not going to catch COVID-19. thought I had a question on that. Um, as far as I know, <clears throat> none of the terms of services that I've ever read cover this. It's under their claiming community guidelines. And I went and read their community guidelines and I couldn't find anything on that. Yeah. I read through their entire community guidelines. They give you a little link to go to and I went to it. I read it and there was nothing in there. So we know that Facebook already turned the logo up. We had a podcaster that podcast with us, very well known. It's gentleman's out in Las Vegas. He's uh, been known in the podcasting space for a long time. He got a 30-day suspension from Facebook <clears throat> for linking to an article that wasn't his that had some bad info. He, he caught a 30-day Facebook penalty box because, and again, he's baffled. He just linked to it in some commentary and Facebook gave him a 30 day timeout. Now we know YouTube back on around the 17th or 18th of March had their logo turned up really high and almost any show that had COVID-19 in it was getting uh, delisted and demonetized because, and they, they backed that off a little bit, but we're still hearing people in the YouTube community. So what they're really trying to prevent is yeah, is someone gaming the system and, and trying to sell some miracle cure. Right. They're putting out misinformation or misleading information. Right. I, I, I see that, but it, it does kind of smell a little bit like, like we're falling down a slippery slope, though, well, to some the, degree, doesn't Rob, it? Rob, what have we said for years? Right. And it plays right back into something I keep saying. It's their right. platform, their rules. And they can change the rules at any time, change their business model at any time. So here again, what is Todd's, Todd's hammer? Own Own your your own website. Yeah. Yeah, Have your own feed. 
you know, because I got podcasters coming back to me saying, why has my show been delisted from Spotify? And I'm like, well, that could happen, Todd, even if you're, you're, you know, have your own domain name as your feed, though, they can still take you down off Spotify. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still take your show down. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But yeah, that gives you no protection on Spotify, right? They're going to do what they want to do. Oh, or iHeart or mm-hmm. Apple or any of the platforms, really. So I had sent our, you probably know who I sent it to. I sent it to Hollow. I said, what, what's the deal here? Where can you give me your guidelines? And I don't, I'm, he hasn't responded. So what I'm thinking is they probably don't want to post the guidelines because they're trying to prevent the scammers. They don't want to um, tell them what. The exact rules is well, the exact rules are so that they work around the rules and bad information ends up on their platform. They're just coming in with a hammer. And again, I, I read the Mike and I talked about one that got kicked and we're like, Mike says, well, I don't think that should have been kicked. And we didn't listen to the content. We just read the title. And I said, well, I said, if, if you look at how it's written and if you were had someone to tell you, don't give someone the benefit of the doubt. You would have canned that show. Right. So. Hey, Todd, I got this. I'm looking at this Chartable article, and and it says that downloads happen at home is the headline of the section of this. And and it says, according to a Reuters digital news report, the majority of podcast usage is at home at 64%. I don't know that that's, where's that coming from? Uh, does they link, do they link to the report? That's why I'm pulling up here. So uh, it says here, senior research. There's an article written by senior research associate from Reuters Institute for the study of journalism. And it talks about, um, where people, let's see, where, who the research, let's see, proportion that used each month that used a podcast in each location by age. It says here, so 35 plus 61% listened at home. It's like uh, younger than, than 35, 52% listened at home. Well, okay, whatever. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think we'd have to look at the Edison research to compare on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's showing also that uh, about 15 to 17% are listening at work. And it looks like it, in the 30 and 35 and under crowd, about 30% listen on public transport and uh, 24% private trans- transport, like a car. Um, and then 20% at the gym and 23% out in a park, you know, like parks or shops or whatever on the, on the road. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's just like Neiman lab. Someone posted in our chat that Neiman lab said that, uh, you know, this COVID-19 was going to be bad for podcasting and my data doesn't show it. So well, if, if it is true that, you know, that the numbers of listening at home are going to stay pretty steady, then 
then the areas where we're going to see a drop is around listening at work, right? Mm-hmm. Or listening on public transport or, you know, listening in the car just in general or at the gym or which is like 40, 50% of the podcast listening. Mm-hmm. But, but we're not seeing a hit like that. No. So it's an interesting kind of conundrum so, when you really think about it. So as countries come on to, most of the countries in some sort of lockdown now, but if you think about it, people are going to have that initial shock of, holy crap, I'm having to work from home. Right. You know, I talked to Kirk the other night and he works for a big mega company and he had to take his computer home and set up a VPN and, you know, be on a wired connection. There was all these rules they put in place and he has a small place in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have extra space in his house really to put a computer. So he's got it in like this cubby area. And he says, I'm right. uncomfortable. I, I can't move around too much. I'm having to put a pillow behind my back to support my back. So I can't get a chair in there. They wouldn't let me take the chair home. And so for him, his, he says, I'd rather be at the office. And he's been completely disrupted and he's working from home. He's starting to get kind of in the groove. So he probably has not listened to any podcast because he's completely been flipped upside down. But it's someone that has been used to working at home or maybe came in, was had a spare bedroom and could transition something to an office that allowed them to work comfortably and keep the kids out when they need to keep the kids out. They're probably going to drift back to listening to their regular programs on a quicker and they'll probably binge listen. Like maybe that's why we're seeing the bump on the weekend. People are catching up on the weekends. So. I don't know. That's, you know, I it's. If you just think through this a little bit, that's probably, and if people know that they're going to be home for another 30 days, they're going to run out of Netflix pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. they're going to go back to this medium. I, I'm not worried at all about the medium. It just means that it, this is a huge shift in the podcasting consumption pattern. So all that it, it, Edison research is kind of out the window now. So. I mean, not all of it, but this portion of it. Well, how did they get uh, this information? It's only been two weeks for most people. We're on the middle of third. Right. So, come on. Well, no, they're, they're talking about what the research has been in the past. So oh, you, oh, in the mean, past. Where, where 64% of people have been listening at home. So, well, I'm just trying well, to it's going to be at 90 now. <laughs> why, you know, people, which, which, if you think about it, what we're seeing happen in the market is people have adapted and shifted right. their consumption patterns already. Um, and which is a re- really good sign, which means that are they going to reach the same level that they were at before? You know, it sounds like, uh, a lot of it has shifted already to be l- listening at home. Yeah. Uh, so this could also mean that l- listening at home becomes stronger. Yeah. Um, but if it's 50, 60% of the market already, um, you know, if, once things go back to normal, people will start listening in the car again or at work. Right. So for many of you, you're probably distressed to a certain extent about, you know, how are we going to get our shows out? And, um, you know, just a little plug, if you absolutely do not have the tech needed to be able to do it, so you don't have anything ordered, you don't have you know, you're used to working in a studio, 
um, you know, my, te- my team at Blueberry Pro can help out. Uh, talk to them, blueberrypro.com, and doing any type of remote recording or you having two or three people come in, they, they can help facilitate that. Someone's phone was ringing. Um, so, and again, there's, again, there's, this is not complicated from having to do something if you have the right stuff. Um, and if you can get a, a microphone ordered to record on your computer, you know, it's better than recording or just use your earbuds. You know, if push comes to shove, you can get a show up. People, you know, people will be more forgiving of the audio right now during this time, especially if they want to hear your show. Rob, I think that's what happened. You died. I looked behind me. I heard this ding, ding, ding. And I said, oh, you're still there. And then I said, so I was talking along. I said, and I said, He's not moving. He's staying really still. <laughs> and it didn't hang up the connection. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was uh, uh, frozen. So I, yeah, I, you, I called back in again. Yeah, you are, you are definitely, <sighs> definitely frozen. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm frozen again. Oh, you're moving again. You're moving. Oh, I am? Yeah, you're, you, are, okay, you are moving. Good. So maybe, you know, we're at peak time. It's four o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock in the West Coast. It's, it's prime business time, you know, right. and uh, kids are doing head-to-head gaming and everything. So <laughs> I'm surprised it's been as good as it has been. Yeah, that's true. This is So it. the call-in line is open. Are you all shy? You don't have any podcasting questions, have nothing to add to the conversation? GNC Pod 2, you can do that right over your mobile phone. Just load Skype up. Yeah. Feel free to call just, in. And just call in and say hi. I mean, yeah. if, if, even if you don't have a big topic to talk about, just good to, I'm sure we'll have lots of things to <laughs> ping you with. So, so we're going to do this, uh, at least for the foreseeable future, every Wednesday at 3 yeah. p.m. Yep. Pacific. So you can plan for it if you need a little break from the boredom. And that's what I told my team too, Rob, is I, I said on Monday, I said to him, I'm like, if you, if you get to the point where you're just like, can't concentrate anymore, you know, close the computer lid, go put on a movie, watch a movie for an hour and a half and then come back to it and pick up the time. And because if we're in the office, you know, for me, it's like, it's kind of crazy because I can just work until I fall over. But, um, if you know, normally if, when I'm down in Columbus, there's always an amount of time, there's a little g- gabbing going on. And so you're probably going to get like truly six hours of production anyway, out of an eight hour day, maybe six mm-hmm. and a half yeah. if, if you're lucky. So, you know, if they get to the point where they're, they can't concentrate no more, I said, just, you know, put the computer lid down and go watch a movie or walk around the block or, you know, right. whatever it is. Cause otherwise you're just going to be like, Ugh, you're going to be stuck anyway. Uh, Monday, I was um, about two o'clock in the afternoon and I was just like, oh, I'm tired. And I've got a couch here in the office. So I set my watch for 30 minutes. I took a 30 minute combat nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. It was, it was, 
it was a beautiful thing. So, <laughs> so you know, when, when you're at the office, yeah. unless you work at Google or one of those companies where they have these little areas you can walk into and, you know, it's all hooded and you can take a break. We all know when you're in the office, it's like you can't just like walk over the couch and like take a 30 minute nap. People are looking down at you like, what the hell are you doing? You're taking a nap, right? No, or they'll, they'll, they'll take a picture of you. While you're right, sleeping. right. And pass and around the office or, or the, you know, the, you might have a boss that may not be cool. And he's going to look at you like, right. look at this lazy slug laying down here. You can take a nap. You're working from home. You can, t- it's, and why not? Hey, there you go. It's, it's, if, if you're still putting your time in, you're being more productive yeah, anyway, yeah. take Just a, take a work nap. a little later or something or whatever. Or put right. the extra time in the next day or what, yeah, take a nap. Right. And, and you're going to feel good about it. You're going to get up. The brain's going to be, but don't go too long. Get into like deep REM. Then you're like, you're, uh, you're you know, you're going to need a Red Bull. <laughs> to, you're gonna need to bring you back bring right? you back right so t- you know right. take a 20 30 minute nap it's fantastic you yeah. know it really is and uh yeah work naps for those of us that have worked from home for a long time those work naps are our secret so i'm letting you in on it you can you're gonna have your meeting scheduled but let's say you get off a meeting got 45 minutes for your next meeting then you know take Check the email real quick. You say, I'm caught up. Boom. You just take a little quick snooze. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- th- there's definitely a lot more people working from home now. Todd. I, you know, and I feel like all these, all these big news anchors, you know, that are now doing their podcasts from, from home. And it's, it's kind of exposing I've been actually thinking about this a lot because I mean, a lot of um, th- those folks do, do, you know, do their thing in big studios, right? Yep. They have this whole production team uh, and they get home and some of them get how to do this and some of them don't. Right. Um, I mean, a lot of them are still using lavaliers, right? So yeah. even from home, they'll, they'll, they'll do their show with a lavalier. And, and I think that's, that's fine. Actually, I went out and bought a, bought a lavalier this was a few years ago and i um i tried to use it because you know on this show and what i found was is that the audio quality wasn't as good no so so i mean it's great for tv but it also speaks to how low typically how low the audio quality is on television and what even here when i was in the demo studio the other day and mike and i did that demo felt a little rushed. I just went with it anyway. It's just like, okay, we, there was a few things in there that could have been done better. We could have took another take. I said, you know, let's get it out. But Mm -hmm. I was wearing a lav that day and Mike was on his mic and I'm thinking, I sound like crap. Yeah. You know, I sound, I sound like Mike is sounding coming through like this, you know, nice, deep resonance. Good. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, this sounds horrible. So I'm actually now trying to figure out how do I get this sound on a lab on right. a lab and i don't think it's possible so i'm going to use one of those side oh, mics i'm going to okay. try on that in the demo room i'm going to try to use one of those and it's going to be wired but i was using a, a wireless lab and it just didn't sound you know 600 bucks for that wireless lab that's yep. not cheap and yep. it it just didn't 
get to this, you know, when you're on a mic like this and. Yeah. It's not the same. It is not the same. No. And, and I guess it depends on what your priorities are. If, if you know that what you're doing is primarily audio, then this is the way to do it. This isn't the, you know, us doing lobs would right. mean that we're emphasizing the video side, right? Yeah. Which yeah. we're not. No. So this is where, you know, someone calls me to do a national spot. Uh, I, this is the mic I'm going to use because I'm going to sound better than the people on the television show. Right. <laughs> but I do wonder, you know, you know, if let's say one of us got a call to be a guest on CNN or something like mm-hmm. that to talk about what's happening in the podcasting space in relation to this, um, to this crisis that we're in. Should I do that interview with a lav or no? This yeah, no, or or should I do it with this with the mic? Yeah, but TV doesn't care about audio quality. Who cares? Right? I would. I would. Hey, you're a podcaster, Rob. Step up. Um, <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I, I, I'm just posing the, the the question because I don't see very many of these anchors no. going out and spending you know a couple hundred bucks getting a boom and a microphone. No, the, they haven't spent any money. The network brought in some gear and said, "Here you go." Right. You know, and so there's still someone back in a control room and they still have an audio engineer running levels. They still have a person that is, you know, doing the lower thirds and all that stuff. So, um, it is interesting to watch because I have been watching specifically see how they're doing this because some of the people are still coming into the studio and you can tell a stark difference between people in the studio and people at, at their home. Right. Um, but I would like to see, maybe we'll get some insider pictures of what these people are using, uh, in their homes right. to, uh, to do this. But yeah, the but audio. I, don't know, Todd, I mean, if you're, you experience this too, is, um, I do a lot of conference calls. I do a lot of, you know, like this, this board meeting with the podcast academy. Sure. I, I was the only one on the call that had this kind of a setup. <laughs> right? right. Everyone and else it's is a group of podcasts. Right. And the rest right. of them are talking into their computer mic microphones. Right. <laughs> so I'm still always in the minority of, of being concerned about, and this is an organization that's concerned about high quality, right? Right. Do they, they so, tease you a little bit for being on a mic? Yeah. Uh huh. Which is like I mentioned to the group, I, I said, you know, I, I care about my audio quality. So that's why I'm doing this. Right. So now when I do know, my team uh, meetings in the morning, I use the, the IMAX microphone. I don't like if I'm doing a company calls and I'm doing uh, c- calls with customers, I'm using right. the IMAX microphone. Right. But if I yeah, was, yeah. Go, go but if I got the call to do a national spot of any sort, Oh, this, this whole studio is getting fired up and I'm going to be, you know, be ready to go on the air. You know, it, it reminds me when I was doing, um, when I was living in Hawaii, I got on the BBC call list for a while and my phone would ring at two o'clock in the morning in Hawaii. And it'd mm-hmm. be say, mm-hmm. Todd, this is the BBC. Do you have time to come on the air and speak for three minutes on this subject? Right. And I would be like, of course I didn't, it didn't matter if I knew the subject or not. There was Google. Right. So, right. so, I would basically jump out of bed and I could turn the system never really got shut off, but I would be on a head. I'd brush my teeth because something about 
going on the air without a fresh mouth was just appalling to me. But anyway, I'd brush my teeth, part of my wake up routine. I'd get in my yeah. computer, have two or three minutes before they were going to call me back. I'd be looking up a bunch of stuff, but they were calling me landline. So I had one of those back in the days, one of those line where I could actually, just like on radio, I could, you know, so I was on a regular mic, just, there was no video. It was just, right. they were bringing me on audio wise to talk about right. something for two or three minutes. And I, and right. then I would be back in bed. Um, those days of using landlines in are gone. It's all IP based now. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think they call those ISDN lines. I, I, well, I, I think at the time, or they were, what's the I've technology? Got, I've got the using? box around here somewhere. It was like 700 yeah. bucks to make yeah. the line interface right between the, the dot. It was a regular dial in line and the audio equipment. So it was the same type of thing. Radio stations had, it was from tell maybe Telex or somebody like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called a, a dual digital hybrid. Is what it's, they call yeah. It's a phone they, hybrid. Right. Yeah. So, so was yeah, used, I had one in my studio that took in two, two uh, landline calls. Yeah. I had to, yeah. I had a single and a double. I never used the double, right. but, um, yeah. but you think about that back. I actually had people calling in on phones and doing podcasts. Those things so. were expensive. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. They were seven hundred bucks. They weren't. They weren't cheap. Oh, I think. I think when I bought my 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 dual digital Getner, I think it was fifteen hundred. But you know, it. and probably electronics, and it was like eighty dollars because it was right. not that complicated. They just made right. hand over foot on that box. It's just a, oh, su yeah. a switch yeah. that and it, you would you would hear it on radio today when people call and they go, you'll hear it go. It's like, it's like there's this equalizing noise where they loop them in. That is where people are still on those old landline system. Like yeah. they bring you in with a touch of a button. Right. Just listen to a radio when some on a traditional radio station, when they bring in a caller and you'll hear that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like the old dial up days. In yeah. The early days of the internet. Right. Robert said, yes, I had an ISDN line to the house back in the nineties. Great for having data without preventing voice calls. Yeah. <sighs> God, thank God we don't have to go back to that. Right. But it was a, yeah. it was good that you could have, you know, because it used to be we'd, if you didn't have an ISDN line, you were, <laughs> you, someone would call your landline and beep, beep, beep. Cause you were yeah. on a modem, you know, doing something. So. But I think for years, even Leo Laporte used a box that transported his, it wasn't digital. It was landline for many, many years. And it was, those were really expensive that mm -hmm. was able to compress and then uncompress and make him sound like he was sitting in the studio, even though he was, you know, 500 miles away from the broadcast head. So I don't remember what the, those, yeah, those were like 20 grand. They were really crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's old technology. Old now. tech, I old mean, tech. All that stuff. Yeah, look what we're right. doing here on Skype. You've only froze up once. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So true. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, so we're going back in time. But this this doesn't have to be complicated, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, if you know, I want to hear from you. If you're like pulling your hair out because you haven't been able to do your show. We, I want to hear from some folks that are stuck. Right. You know, yeah. If you're stuck, we want to hear from you. We want to help you. 
I see a lot of people trying to do tutorials for live streaming. Matter of fact, I was talking to Angelo about this the other day because they, they were supposed to be running the Amazon AWS conference in Columbus and it was a big event. You know, they're expecting mm -hmm. a thousand people and the, uh, they've had to cancel. So they want to go virtual. So they've been getting a whole bunch of demos from virtual platforms for a while. And I said, well, just use StreamYard. I said, right. if you're a single track, just use StreamYard. And he's like, well, we're going to do four tracks. I'm like, well, that won't work then. If you want to do four tracks, you're going to have to have something else. So I guess they, these companies that do these uh, virtual events are probably just making hand over foot right now with uh, new money coming in. Well, speaking of that, I, you know, just this past weekend with the virtual event that you and I both were involved in, yeah. Um, I think we're we're going to see more of that kind of stuff. I don't know, Todd, if you have any any opinions on that. If if we're going to see some of the podcasting conferences shift that way, I I believe I heard from one of the conferences that's going on down in Australia that's going to go um, all all virtual. Well, so you know, here's the deal. Uh, there was about fifty people on the stream, and. Yeah. Okay, so we did, uh, they did two days. Right. And I don't know how much rotating audience they had come in, how much unique. Right. But that's a lot of work to do 16, 17 hours worth of content for with 50 for 50 people. And I would think, Todd, that the people were coming in and out of it. I would think so, it, too. I think the key, and, and Joe hasn't done this yet, where he breaks up each of the segments from the from the, the live stream into separate segments. Now, granted, you can go into YouTube and you can share, you know, like your segment, Todd, you can go in and locate just where your segment is on what he's posted on his homepage, right? That, that a link that goes directly to your segment in the live stream. But he's only posted, I, I think, like four videos, yeah. I think. And they were like each day was like broken up into two sections. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, each, each section was like four hours, something like that. So what happened with me is I'm used to being presenting and I've done lots of this type of online stuff before, but I had my slides, but usually I can see what the next slide is. So I would, my brain would be triggering to, and I forgot what the next slide was a couple of times. It threw me off on the presentation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to flip back and forth. I just thought it was going to be weird. But, and also I was having a little bit of lag in the system here where I'd flip the slide and it would take like five seconds for it to show up in my system. And it was just a fault here, but oh. I got to figure out a way to have the ability to put just the screen up. And I, I think I know what I got to do next time and still have my prompter there that would, so the audience doesn't see what the next slide is, but to be able to, so it doesn't look like, because I saw some people were having the same problem. So they just put up their PowerPoint presentation and you could see what the next slide was, you know, because they did it in presenter mode. Right. So, you know, that's, if you want to look professional, you got to figure out a way to hide or know your slides cold. Um, well, some platforms have been able to show the video and then show the slides at the same time. And I, I don't know that. Yeah, I can. StreamYard has I, that ability. They do, it? and I could have. I, well, I, I don't know if they do or do not, but I can do that here, but opted not to. And because uh, um, okay, I could, I could feed into them. Right? Yeah, you I, could do. Well, that. right here in this box, I can do a A B window. I can put me in A and put the slides in B. Right. 
but right. I'm still not or, seeing the audience. Or make yours smaller. Right. Because you know how it is when you're speaking at an event. Sometimes you get a feel for the audience. You know, you, you, all of a sudden, you either you tell you're losing them or you can tell they're leaning forward and you can change up a little bit. You really can't tell in a virtual event right. where people are in the engagement level. So it's hard to read. Well, you can't read. can't read the audience. If, you know, if you can look at the comments right. maybe, but. Um, so, you know, it just takes some adjustment as a speaker to be able to, to do, do the stuff in a good way. Right. Oh, someone's, uh, oh, I think we're at an hour and a half already. We are, but the uh, podcast Detroit wants to come in. We'll let him come in oh, here real quick. Okay. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey, hi. Hey. Welcome. Jamie, Jamie Flanagan from uh, Animal Talk and Podcast Detroit. Hey, Jamie. How are you? Hey, Jamie. Good. Good. Surviving it. Staying home, staying safe. That's good. That's what we're all doing. With, <laughs> with incredible backlighting going on. Yeah. That's yes, the, actually, do. that's a nice natural backlighting. So it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look too blue. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, what's talk, happening with you guys? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, Podcast Detroit, we uh like because there's like a good 70, 100 shows running on the the Podcast Detroit network here down in Metro Detroit, and we're we're rolling. We're uh we're doing Zoom. So Dave uh took home all the toys from the Royal Oak Studio, and he's got it set up uh in his bar in his basement, which very dave <laughs> and he's he's doing he's doing it from down in his basement and uh, i brought home my toys uh from northville so i'm set up so uh we're running the shows that want to want to run we're running them we're doing it on zoom but for what i understand zoom is starting to become flawed with like pulling information out or sharing too much information i don't know no, if you guys are the tech guys might i know heard more some about those bugaboos or not no, they got yeah, a lo they, lawsuit it's a going security on. vulnerability i guess is what it is yeah I think they're all spying on us, so is don't it, worry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it more than just email, or is it just uh, they, what, what information are they getting? Uh, the lawsuit says they were sharing and selling data to Facebook, and what that is, we don't know yet. Uh, computer, computer IDs. I don't, you know, that, you know, it's it's a little odd. I'm going to see how this falls out. I haven't read the article. I just saw a news flash on it today. But, you know, Zoom, Skype, I, you know, from what you guys are doing, running single two or three Zoom accounts, so what? Rock on. Just keep on recording. So what are you finding then as the biggest technical yeah. challenge? Uh, the host, the individual host, um, you know, sitting, you know, it's really just simple technical stuff sitting too far away. You know, if they don't have a microphone set up, they, they're sitting too far away from their computer, uh, or it's just too noisy of a room. Uh, you know, those, those are the biggest, those are the biggest issues we, we have with the zoom. But besides that, the audio is, is great. It's, uh, I think it's better than Skype. Um, it, the Zoom seems to be uh, more forgiving with uh, uh, people with a lower bandwidth. Uh, it seems to work better uh, than Skype does. You get a little less of a stutter step than you do on on the on the Skype. But for so Zoom, because uh, we were we started doing Skype, and and the Zoom just seems to be working better. That's interesting because we're getting a little of that with you right now. A little uh, little fogginess in the video too. You know, Rob and I've been using Skype for so long; it's just worked for us. So you kind of run home to mama, but. Um, it's right. good to hear that you're getting good results. I and mean, I think they're both great 
platforms. So if, if uh, Zoom is being a little more forgiving on the video, then, and they're not wor- really just all they're doing is an audio podcast anyway, so what, right? Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, we are running them on video, and the neat thing about Zoom is uh, you can do the screen, uh, and you can stream it right to Facebook or right to YouTube, uh, which is kind of a neat, neat feature. So uh, the, the, the shows that won't like to do a video along with it and stream to Facebook, they still have that opportunity. So Zoom allows you to stream directly to Facebook? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, wow. It's deep down, and, uh, but you just got to flip a little switch. Oh, that's new. Uh, and as long as you're logged to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the four or five people that are on and then hear the conversation. That's cool. Yeah. That's yep. great. So yeah, and you can pick you can speak you can speaker view, or you can have the you know whole Brady Bunch thing going on, whatever whatever it is you want. Can so, you also send the video feed to any other platform besides uh, uh, Facebook? Yep, YouTube. Uh, I think you can only do one at a time, but it can be there either YouTube, okay. Facebook, and then it has an option for pick your own. And I think if you're like you guys and good with the slashes and the dashes and all that. I'm sure you could oh. route it to wherever you wanted, like to be able to go to everything. So you could go to an yeah. RTMP. Oh, that's it. Well, I'm going to have to see. This is news. You learn something every day. I didn't know that feature was hey, available on Zoom. <laughs> Who'd have thought that? Awesome. <laughs> so I don't yeah, think great. that's the first I've heard this, that that could go, you could use Zoom to go. So that's winner, winner, chicken dinner, because everyone either use StreamYard or you, you you can use zoom now and have multiple people right. in on a single computer that's freaking awesome that yep. is really awesome yeah, uh, yeah so in the allow allow in in the settings and you have to go in the meeting settings and advanced and then you you check the uh allow live stream live streaming meetings and then you can select facebook uh workplace by facebook YouTube, and then the fourth option is custom live streaming service. And you click oh. that, provide instructions that will enable meeting hosts in your account to configure live streaming. Oh, So that's where your technical oh, stuff interesting. kick in, probably. Oh, so apparently what, yeah. was, what was going on, there's another thing was happening with Zoom today. Um, people were doing what they're calling Zoom bombing. They were basically bombing the meetings of UT students and staff, someone was jumping in, probably guess, probably the public, probably the meeting number got loose and right. uh, people are jumping in there and, and yeah, uninvited attendees were entering into video teleconference. So you could just do Zoom random dialing too because it's a nine-digit number. So you could probably, but if someone posts something and you get that information, then people are going to, Wow, that's interesting. You can we, lock we, those meetings. It, uh, yeah. It says Zoom yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had a show last night called the uh, Man Cave Happy Hour. We do our, our bourbon one. We hooked up with Joe Lewis Bourbon, and uh, we had Joe Lewis Jr. on with us, and then uh, you know a bunch of people, a couple of the owners from the thing, and some, and it was open to anybody. You know, we posted it on like the Detroit Bourbon Club Facebook page and the Joe Lewis fan page, and so it was open for people to join the chat. And somebody came in and was playing music and talking about, oh, do you have a good recipe for meth and all that in the chat room? And we're like, uh, all right, can we, can we boot this guy? You know, and it's easy enough to just click mute him and then, you know, yeah, kick him out. send him on their way. In. There's always going to be jokers yeah. involved. And someone that's coming in and wants to be a, be a, a jerk, but 
Yeah. So yeah, we whenever whenever we're doing blueberry or blueberry meetings with the company, we all have it's it's basically a key based system. It's you have to have the key. If you don't get the key, you don't get in. <laughs> so Todd, if you do a search in in Google and go go to the news area in in Google, you can pull up a list of article headlines about Zoom. It says Zoom meetings do not support end to end encryption. And that's why there's there's hacking going on, and then uh, and then TechCrunch has a headline called "Maybe We Shouldn't Use Zoom After All." Oh, not a good and, time to get some bad. <laughs> not a good time to get yeah. some bad publicity. Bad, bad press, and then uh, Nine to Five Mac says ten Zoom alternatives for more secure cross-platform video calls. And get ready to pay large. We use Go to Meeting as well, and. That is not cheap. Right. Right. And we don't think so, it's as, I, shh, I don't think it's as good. Well, so. you know, Google still has Hangouts. Uh, still have oh that. Oh my God. That system's horrible. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. Zoom is just easy. That's the challenge. They've just made it. It's, you know, that's why right. everybody's jumped to it. Well, guess what? They get and, all this bad. Want to keep going? Yeah, if you want to keep it under forty minutes, it's free, right? Right, so, you right. Know, it's, it's, that's the awesome thing about it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And even the commercial version is not that expensive. Oh, yeah. Here's a comment. It says it's about time that uh, Apple needs to expand FaceTime to Android and Windows. Hmm. So, <clears throat> what did you guys find then? How many of your shows have dropped off? It's not doing as many episodes. Oh. You know, out of the out of the you know seventy that were really active, we probably have you know a good forty fifty of them still uh, wanting to figure it out and keep going in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. Craig says I so, had a racist you know, Zoom bombing a- yesterday when I did an open Zoom chat. I had to close it early. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Well. We could have someone that could, you know, that's why I don't necessarily, for, uh, I saw you announced it in Twitter today, Rob. So I was just waiting for someone to bounce in here on GNC pod two that, you know, because we've had, I've had that happen before during the 24 hour podcast where people have jumped in and they, uh, we didn't advertise the line, but someone guessed it. And then someone just jumped in and wants to be an idiot. So. Um, so I was kind of waiting for that to happen today here on Skype too, because we really didn't, you know, I was able to, I've got it set on this one to approve. So I at least approve someone before they bounce in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it says here in this article that I'm reading about Google Hangouts is that it, uh, Google Hangouts supports up to 250 participants per call, uh, live streaming of up to a hundred thousand viewers. And the ability to record the meeting and save them to Google Drive. Yeah, and I think that was interesting. It's only six dollars a month. Yeah, so send me that article, Rob, that you're talking about that has those alternatives, and we'll take a look at them. But anyway, we're already at hour forty, so we went way long here, and we've held a lot of you throughout the whole time today. But we're going to come back to you on Wednesday at three three p.m. Eastern, twelve Pacific. So if you want to participate, we'll do this again next week. Saturday show will be a regular show. Right. Of course, maybe this is going to become the new norm for a while, but uh, exciting to see you guys staying busy at Podcast Detroit. Um, 
you guys are running. You didn't know you're going to be uh, uh, aircraft controllers, right? D directing uh, and scheduling in people to do shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in uh, the. It's it's. Uh, we have open bar nights too, so everybody just kind of gets behind the get the behind their home bar, and uh, we just kind of have some ridiculousness that we don't record. <laughs> yeah, I think there's probably a lot of that going on. So people are getting crazy and binging off the walls. I just unplugged myself. All right. Well, uh, All right. thanks for jumping on, everyone. And uh, Rob, how can they yeah, reach you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. And you can also send me an email if you want to. Uh, Rob G at uh, Lipson.com. And of course, I'm at Geek News and Todd at Blueberry.com. So we're going to wrap this up. We're going to go back to work. Hope you've had a good time with this hanging out. Nothing else to do for many folks because I know some of you are laid off, sadly. I uh, hope you're getting, yeah. you go get your unemployment checks at some point soon to pay the bills. But uh, we'll be back with you on Saturday for uh, another show. And uh, any, any parting thoughts, Rob? Um, can't think of anything. So, you know, I think forward we march in the podcasting space uh, you know rather unscathed so far i think is the takeaway yeah and this was a little more of a un completely unstructured show so as you see and uh just having fun yeah everyone totally. take care we'll take care we'll see you next time here on the new me show take care bye-bye okay bye